This is News Therapy. Uh, we try to get you insights into the psychology behind important social issues. And uh, we are pleased to be joined this week by Dr. Won e n s u She is the professor of psychiatry at Chai University School of Medicine and Chaum Life Center. Hello. Good morning. Good morning to you, Dr. Won. So we've been seeing a lot of media coverage recently on various crimes committed due to a disorder uh, by the name of Intermittent Explosive Disorder. Now, um, this is not something where you're sitting on a toilet and something is wrong with your bowels. This is um, <laughs> a, an anger management type of problem, right? Uh, in, in, in Korean. So there was this one recent case where a 50-year-old man killed his neighbor, beating him with a shovel after falsely assuming it was his neighbor that cut off his clothesline. So uh, we're going to first talk about the actual disorder itself. What exactly is Intermittent Explosive Disorder? Well, intermittent explosive disorder is a behavioral disorder characterized by explosive outbursts of anger or violence, um, often to the point of rage, but is disproportionate to the situation. Um, The current DSM-5 criteria, the DSM-5 is the um, manual for the assessment and diagnosis of mental disorders. So the criteria for intermittent explosive disorder includes um, recurrent outbursts, that um, demonstrate an inability to control impulses. And it includes either verbal or physical aggression that doesn't lead to destruction of property or injury, but um, occurs frequently, such as twice a week for at least three months, Mm. or three or more outbursts that does involve injury or destruction within a year-long period. So this aggressive behavior is disproportionate to um, the magnitude of the psychosocial stressor. And the outbursts aren't premeditated and they don't have any purpose, but they do cause significant um, impairment in interpersonal functioning or occupational functioning and lead to financial or legal consequences such as um, the crime. So you need to have quite specific symptoms for a set amount of time to be diagnosed with this disorder. So people come to the hospital um, after an anger outburst Mm. expecting to be diagnosed with intermittent explosive disorder. But in many cases, they don't meet the diagnostic criteria and are often diagnosed with a different condition, most commonly depression. Well, that's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I might be driving on the roads and I I get a bit of road rage because somebody cuts me off and I feel really angry and I can't control myself. Maybe I think I have intermittent explosive disorder. What you're saying is it means that uncontrollable anger can actually be a symptom of me being depressed rather than uh, having uh, intermittent uh, explosive disorders. How so? Right. So, well, in clinical practice, we often describe anger as the final emotion, which means different kind of underlying mood states, such as depression, anxiety, etc., if not addressed properly and become chronic, may be finally manifested as anger and irritation. And there is a biological aspect to this. When we are in a stressful situation, specific parts of our brain respond to stress and chemical changes occur. And this is a normal process. But if the stressful situation is abnormally prolonged and the chemical imbalances can influence the functioning of our brain and brain areas that are known to control emotion are particularly influenced by this imbalance. And this makes our brain less efficient in processing emotion. 
and therefore can lead to clinical symptoms of depression. But the very areas that control emotions, such as depression, also control emotions such as anger and irritation. So that's why if your brain becomes clinically depressed, you're more bound to have much more difficulty in controlling your anger outbursts Mm. as well. Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to self-diagnose, but and it's hard to kind of know when you have a rage what it means. But how can we tell the difference between angry outbursts caused by underlying depression or by some other condition like uh, intermittent explosive disorder? Well, if you have clinically significant depression, you'll be experiencing symptoms other than anger management issues, such as low mood, um, not being able to enjoy anything, your appetite changes, your your sleep patterns change, you you can feel agitated or really slowed down, you can feel extremely tired, also feeling excessively guilty is um, a symptom of depression, and your concentration levels also go way down. So if you have these symptoms for a significant amount of time, DSM-5 actually suggests at least two weeks, and you're also experiencing anger management issues. This points towards the anger outburst caused by underlying depression. Would it be safe to say then, Dr. One, that the reason why we see more people having difficulty controlling their anger these days is due to um, maybe the pandemic itself? Maybe we're suffering from the corona blues? Yes, well... um, This whole pandemic situation itself is a major stress factor, and especially due to the isolation and financial difficulties, as we talked about previously. Um, So not only are the patients with um, pre-existing psychiatric conditions reporting that their symptoms are worsening, but also people without any previous um, mental health issues are newly developing symptoms of depression. Because in this pandemic situation, we are dealing with the uncertainty of when corona-associated measures will end and what shape the economy will be post-corona. So this can really add to the feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. So the risk of developing mental health issues is greatly increased over this period of time. Um, A significant increase has been detected um, in the number of people suffering from depression. And therefore, more and more people are expressing difficulty controlling their anger and irritation. Well, we know that depression is a problem, pandemic or not, and and many people uh, go through life uh, with depression. And maybe, uh, unfortunately, they are not being uh, diagnosed with it because they have not been uh, seeking uh, mental help. But... If we can say, and and this is sort of a question in regards to the correlation or the causality of this, uh, if you have rage issues, if you you are constantly uh, not being able to control your anger, and indeed that is being caused by some underlying condition of depression, the hope or the... um, Assumption could be that, well, I might get some help. I might go to uh, uh, Professor One and go to Chalm Life Center and and get treated for depression. And if I can uh, hopefully alleviate my depression, then the anger management issues would go away. Is that the case? Would would if if you, I I guess to put it simply, if you fix the depression, would then that fix your anger and irritation? Yes, because you know if the anger issues are um, occurring because of the depression, definitely. 
Um, so if our depressed brain, I'll express it as a depressed brain, is mm. normalized through certain interventions, it could be treatment such as pharmacotherapy or it could be psychotherapy, um, that would greatly help with the anger management because it actually alleviates the depression. So if you are having difficulty controlling your anger, and I see a lot of patients with this problem these days particularly, um, but you also have the symptoms of depression, as I've mentioned, um, and it's actually exacerbated due to this current stressful situation, um, please consider consulting with a specialist because you can be helped with this anger management issues. And so bottom line, when we're talking about um, life being difficult during the pandemic, and, and despite the fact that perhaps Korea has been handling the pandemic uh, better than other countries, we still have economic difficulties here. We still have uh, a, a sense of being uh, repressed and cooped up at home with all these uh, distancing regulation, uh, regulations and, and all of these other issues involved. Uh, whether you're depressed or not, or whether you could have something even um, more serious like uh, this uh, intermittent explosive disorder, uh, despite the stigma attached to it, it is imperative that people try to get some kind of uh, mental counseling counseling if, if they can, and that's sooner rather than later, right? That's right. It is going to be um, sort of a challenge that we all have to face uh, going forward here as uh, we are still trying to recover from the pandemic and all of these other side effects that have occurred here often overlooked is uh, the toll on uh, mental health from that, including uh, these cases of uh, angry outbursts, uh, sometimes uncontrollable rage, uh, and a lot of it caused because of uh, depressive uh, conditions that a lot of us are, are suffering from because of COVID-19. Dr. One, we're going to leave it there as always. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you for having me. Well, one thing that we do have to make clear, and I think uh, it is something key for our listeners out there, is that uh, as you go through your daily life and you have a routine, you're probably listening to this show on a daily basis, maybe before you're going to work or going to school, or maybe you're in a different uh, type of employment situation, unfortunately, because of COVID-19, is that uh, it can be difficult out there, and it does sometimes feel like uh, things are hopeless. You might have lost a job, you might have lost a loved one, and you know that uh, things can sometimes feel like you're in despair and that uh, there is no hope. And uh, there's, uh, unfortunately, even in tragic cases, there is a sense that uh, life is not worth living. And I think uh, everybody who is uh, around you that uh, cares about you would want to urge that uh, if those kind of feelings do persist, and I think all of these uh, psychological experts will attest to, is that uh, if you do need that uh, someone to talk to, you should definitely try to, uh, to the uh, best extent possible, try to get that kind of help uh, through these various counselors, and something that uh, we hope all of our listeners uh, certainly uh, certainly uh, adhere to. We're going to have to say goodbye. We have Another show lined up for you tomorrow at 7 a.m. Life Abroad is hosted by Nassingen, and that's coming up next, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the rest of your day. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.